for today's session and today unlike the regular bhagavad gita session we are going to discuss a very very special the most enduring pastime of lord krishna and uh, this is very very beautiful pastime that is being described in shrimad bhagavatam 10th canto and no matter how many times you listen and try to understand this pastime there is always nava nava rasa there is always something new about this beautiful pastime so i have been listening this pastime since more than a decade now and i still relish although i have heard it many times i have constantly been uh, speaking about it but every time we discuss this pastime it is always bringing so much joy to the heart so it is very special and today being this whole uh, kartik month which is also called as damodar month we are going to discuss this special pastime of damodara so krishna's another name is damodara why is his name damodara his name is damodara because he was tied with a rope by his mother ishoda in sanskrit dama means rope and udara means belly so since he was tied with a rope onto his belly by mother ishoda he got this name as damodara so like that there are so many pastimes krishna has performed and based on the pastimes he gets new names like he is also called as giridhari because he has lifted govardhan giri and today also happens to be a very auspicious day of govardhan puja and this is the day when krishna actually lifted the govardhan hill so today is very 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 special day so let's begin very nicely krishna in the shrimad bhagavatam vedavyasa is describing this past time so vedavyasa says ekada means once upon a time so i want to take all of you back in time approximately about 5200 years ago when krishna was personally present on this planet he was born in mathura but then immediately overnight he was shifted to gokul and the king of gokul was nand maharaj and the queen was mother yashoda so they were really ruling it very nicely and that is where krishna was transferred to and nand baba and yashoda maiya both became the foster parents for the lord krishna so it is to so happen that when krishna was a small boy there is to be lot of complaints from all the neighborhoods ladies the gopis of gopaldam they had a complaint against krishna that he comes and steals away the butter the milk pots and all those things so mother yashoda never actually paid attention to all these complaints she thought okay they are simply telling lies 
But then, once it so happened that it became very intense, that there were constantly these complaints coming, then Mother Ishwara thought, how come my son is actually stealing the butter from so many other people? When we have 9 lakh cows in our own courtyard, my son is going and stealing somebody else's butter? So Mother Eshwara was not really satisfied with this kind of behavior. So she thought, oh, it's maybe all these maids in our palace who are churning the butter, they have this tendency, their consciousness is filled with greed and Krishna is eating the butter churned by these milkmaids and that is why he is also getting this tendency to go and steal. So she thought, from now onwards, I am going to personally churn the butter for Krishna. So on this very special day of Deepavali, Mother Yashoda was actually churning the butter early morning and how was she churning the butter? She was churning the butter by singing the glories of Krishna. She personally was churning the butter. So Mother Yashoda is teaching us how we need to do our activities. So this is very important lesson for all of us when we are also cooking, when we are also singing, we are dancing, we are doing any other activity, whether we are doing our studies, whether we are doing any office work, we should constantly glorify the Supreme Lord Krishna. We should constantly be remembering Krishna. So Mother Yashoda is doing that constantly. She is singing nicely and she is turning the butter. And this way, when we do it, when we perform our activities, then it becomes meditation. Meditation doesn't mean that I should sit in one place and close my eyes and breathe in a certain way and that is meditation. No. When you start remembering Krishna and glorifying Krishna while doing your regular activities, that itself becomes meditation. And here Mother Yashoda was absorbed in meditation, in meditating upon Krishna. And while she was churning this butter, there comes our darling Krishna, he comes from behind and he holds Mother Yashoda. So this is very very interesting, you see, Krishna comes from behind and he holds Mother Yashoda very tightly. All of us, we are all trying to be devotees. Krishna will always be behind us. It is Krishna's promise that anybody who is my devotee, I will stand behind them and I will protect them. It so happens that when we are progressing in spiritual life, many times we commit mistakes, we commit blunders and we fall down from our spiritual paths. But whenever we do that, although we are sincere, Sometimes we fall down, Krishna ensures that He lifts us back by always being behind us. That is His mercy. And that's exactly what He is doing to Mother Yashoda also. He is standing behind the great devotee Mother Yashoda. We should always remember this, Krishna is always behind us. Unlike we human beings who are always 
wanting to be on the limelight, we are always wanting to be in the front. We have seen people when they are taking photographs, you know, we push the others and then we want to be in the front so that our picture is taken nicely, isn't it? But Krishna is not like that. He always wants to be behind us and always protect us. That is his nature. So Krishna is very merciful that way. And then Mother Yashoda gradually pulls Krishna in the front and then she looks at Krishna's beautiful face. A face with no dosha. A face which is so endearing, he is so wonderful. That beautiful face is being seen by Mother Yashoda. What fortune Mother Yashoda has. She is able to touch Krishna, she is able to pamper Krishna, she is able to caress Krishna, she is able to move her fingers around Krishna's hair. Oh, what a wonderful fortune she has. I mean, there are yogis and great devotees who are waiting to have a glimpse of Krishna and here is Mother Yashoda who is constantly doing all these activities, able to touch Krishna is not an ordinary thing. What a great fortune it is. And then she knows, oh, my dear Krishna has come to me because he is hungry. Only when he wants milk, he will come, otherwise he is going out and playing with others. But now he has come to me is because he is hungry and I have to feed him milk. And Mother Eshwada immediately takes the Supreme Lord onto her lap and then she is feeding Krishna her breast milk. So wonderful. Krishna is also immediately receiving this milk. He is reciprocating by drinking the milk of Mother Eshwada. What Krishna is saying is the intention of giving. Mother Eshwada wants to feed milk. Krishna is already okay. Mother, you want to feed me? Give me milk, I am going to take it. So Krishna always looks for this giving mentality, but we don't have this giving mentality. Krishna is so merciful that when Kudna, she came with the intention to feed milk with poison, Krishna still accepted it. You see Krishna's mercy, because Krishna is saying, okay, you have come, no problem. Whether what happens by drinking poison, I will take care of it, but at least you have that intention to give, right? Many people say, Prabhuji, uh, you know, we get this milk from this Kolapur dairy or we get this from Nandini dairy. Uh, that's why we don't offer milk to Krishna. Don't worry about it. When Krishna can accept the poisoned milk from Kutana, why will he not accept milk from this Kolapur dairy or Nandini dairy? He will definitely accept it. It's just that we need to have a giving intention. We need to give him the Supreme Lord. Although the Supreme Lord is self-satisfied, Patram, Pushpam, Phalam, Koyam, everything is with there, with Krishna. He is not asking, but what is he asking? Yome Bhaktya Prayachati. He is actually looking for Bhakti. He is looking for the Bhava, whether you have this Bhava of giving or not. That is what he is looking for. Krishna is Bhava Krahi Janardana. He is always looking for that intention of giving within us. Right? So we need to develop this intention of giving and that's what is happening now. Mother Eshwada is beautifully 
feeding Krishna and while she is feeding, she is again glorifying Krishna. Dear Krishna, Jewel of Vrindavan, Dear Krishna, Jewel of Vrindavan. So she is singing and glorifying and Krishna is enjoying all this. And all of a sudden, while she is feeding milk, she remembers that she has kept a pot of milk on the stove. So she has to rush to take care of the milk. So what she did was, in order to save that milk from spilling, she kept Krishna aside and immediately ran to the kitchen to take care of the boiling milk. Now this is very interesting and there is uh, internal meaning to all of these things. Although pastimes externally they appear, oh it's all kind of pastime and some story, but behind each and every act there is deeper meaning. You see actually, this milk is not an ordinary milk. This milk is called Padma Ganda milk. Now, Nanda Baba had 9 lakh cows and there used to be so much of milk all around. But then Krishna was fed a special kind of milk and that is called Padma Ganda milk. And what is this Padma Ganda milk? There were some select cows which were fed grass, a grass that was grown by pouring milk. I repeat it again. There was a grass which was grown by pouring milk. And these select cows when they ate this grass, which was actually grown by the nourishment of milk and then they gave the milk that milk was called Padmaganda milk and when it used to boil the fragrance used to be spread across this whole Gokul for miles that used to be the fragrance of this milk it's not ordinary milk and Krishna was fed that kind of milk so Mother Yashoda didn't want it to uh, waste that milk or wanted that milk to spill. But you know, Lakshmi Devi, she had desired now, yes, Mother Yashoda, you are serving my dear husband, and I ensure that there is opulence all throughout Gokul. When Krishna came to Gokul, Lakshmi Devi was playing Tandav in the whole Gokul. She was so excited that the whole Gokul and Mathura was flourishing like anything. In Mathura and Gokul especially, they used to play holy with butter. Bhagavatam says this. You take butter and you play holy with butter. That much opulence was there. Just imagine. And now, this milk was spilling over. When it spills over, it is Lakshmi. That's why when we do this uh, Vastu Puja, when there is a Graha Pravesha, you know, when we enter the new house, we do this boiling of milk and we try to, you know, we uh, spill the milk over the stove, right? Why? Because it is considered to be Lakshmi. But it is considered to be Lakshmi only when you are thinking about Krishna, when you are contemplating about Krishna, when you are glorifying about Krishna, and then the milk overflows and it spills over, then it is Lakshmi. But if you are looking at the TV serial and looking at the IPL match and then the milk spills over, that is not Lakshmi, it is Alakshmi. It is misfortune. 
So only when the milk spills over because of your forgetfulness, being engaged in the service of the Lord, whether you are doing garlands for the Lord, whether you are doing some uh, cotton wick for the Lord, or whether you are dressing the Lord, or whether you are taking care of the small babies at home, then you forget and the milk spills over. That is considered to be fortune. That is considered to be Lakshmi. Just see. So here, Lakshmi was playing Tandav, and this milk was being taken care of by Mother Ishoda. But when this was happening, Krishna thought, "Oh, Mother, you left me because you want to protect that milk. I am the owner of the Shirasagara, the milk portion, and you want to protect that little milk. Now you see what I will do. I will show you." All those people who leave me, they leave me and go behind wealth. What I do to them, you see now. So what Krishna does is, he takes a small stone and then he breaks all the butter pots and milk pots, which was so nicely arranged by Mother Eshoda over there. So Krishna is teaching us that when we leave Krishna's service and go behind material wealth, then it really doesn't take much time for Krishna to take away all that money. It really doesn't take much time for him. Many people say when we ask Prabhu, uh, "Oh, you used to come to the sessions regularly. Why are you not coming now?" No, Prabhuji, I am working overtime because if I work overtime, then I am going to get two thousand rupees extra, and that's why I am not coming for the session. Any time when we get an opportunity to acquire a little bit more material wealth, the first thing people do is leave Krishna aside. They leave God aside and they start running behind material opulences. Now, this is exactly what Krishna is telling. When he is not ready to leave. Forgive Mother Krishna for this. Do you think that he is going to leave us so easily? No, he is not going. And this Krishna now has broken all the butter pots and milk and everything. Mother Eshoda wanted to protect one pot of butter and milk, but in turn, what happened was she lost so much of butter and milk here. This is what happens to all of us. When we leave Krishna and when we try to go and acquire some little bit of money and material wealth, we lose a lot of wealth and other things which are so dear to us. So don't do this. We need to always serve Krishna, and Krishna will take care of the rest. So now this little Krishna uh, has broken the pot, and he is so expert. He is so expert in breaking the pot. When he has thrown the stone. It's not that the stone has made one small hole in the pot. The pot is completely broken. The pot cannot be repatched again. He is broken in such a way that one shot, all the pots are broken into halves, and he ran away from them. And now Mother Eshwara comes to see what Krishna is doing, and then when she comes, when she sees this hole. You know the mess created by Krishna, and she really doesn't need a Sherlock Holmes 
to know who has done this. She really, she knows it is done by Krishna. She understands that it is done by Krishna. Just by looking at the pots, just by looking the way the pots have been broken, she knows nobody else can break pots like this. We break the pots, maybe we make a hole and then we may actually, uh, we, it can be repaired. But Krishna's business is use and throw. So Madhureshwara very clearly understand it is done by Krishna. Now she is completely confused and she is also getting little angry now. And then she is unable to find this little Krishna. Nowhere he is to be seen. And then although she knows it is done by Krishna, she is thinking where this Krishna must have gone. She is contemplating, she is thinking. Vimarsana. So all of us also, we should do Vimarsana. We should contemplate about Krishna in our lives. When we start contemplating where is Krishna, where is Krishna, where is Krishna, then one day we will be able to see Krishna. Just like now Madhureshwara is thinking, where is Krishna? We should also start asking ourselves, we should think about this very seriously. Where is Krishna? In fact, our Gaudiya Acharyas, Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, they will never say that I have seen Krishna. They will always say, they always say that we are looking for Krishna. We are searching for Krishna. This is the mood we need to adopt. So, Madhurishoda is thinking, where is Krishna? And then she notices that Krishna's footprints Krishna had stepped over the butter he had stepped over the spilled milk and then she notices the footprints of Krishna he had stamped over them and then she starts following the pada the footprints of Krishna so when we in our life when we also follow the Pada, the lotus feet of Krishna, we will be able to see Krishna. Pada and Pada. Pada means lotus feet and following Pada means the words spoken by Krishna. So week after week, when we are coming and listening to Bhagavad Gita, we are trying to follow Pada. Pada of Krishna. Pada and Pada are non-different. Krishna's lotus feet and Krishna's words are non-different. So when we follow Krishna's father and Krishna's pada, we will be able to see Krishna. So now Mother Eshoda, she is constantly running behind those footprints and there she finds Krishna feeding the butter to the monkeys. Just see. Krishna is feeding butter to the monkeys. Very, very important. Krishna is so wonderful. He not just eating alone, he is giving it to the monkeys. Why? Because he knows, oh, you let me, Mother Yashoda, now you see all that hard work that you have done, I am going to spoil all of that. 
I'm not going to be quite like this. But then Mother Ishoda is now angry, and she takes a stick in her hand. And then she takes the stick which was there. She starts chasing Krishna. And looking at this, Krishna starts running. Just see this so beautiful pastime. Yashoda is running behind Krishna to catch him with a stick in her hand. And as she is showing the stick, Krishna is fearful. Krishna is fearful. Very beautifully in Damodarashtakam we sing. Yashoda Vyolukha Ladhava Manam Param Vishnam Matyanta Todrutya Gopya You see, Yashoda Vyolukha Being fear of Yashoda, Krishna is running away And then because she is holding the stick Krishna is now fearful and he is also getting tears Rudantam Muhur Netra Yugmam Brijantam Karam Bhoja Yugmena Satanka Netram You see Rudantam Muhur Netra So Krishna is crying Karam Bhoja Yugmena And he is rubbing his fingers across his eyes And all the kajal that was applied to his eyes is all getting smeared over his face He is running, he is fearful Satanka, Atanka is not just fear. You know, we say Atanka. Atanka means Atankavadi, you know, it's very fearful. So, Satanka Netram, there is a fear in his eyes. Muhushwasha Kampatri Reganga Kantha. Muhushwasa, he is breathing very heavily. And his neck, Trireganga Kantha, his Kantha is trembling with fear. And this chasing of Mother Eshoda, chasing of Krishna by Mother Eshoda, is seen by the Devatas. And all these demigods, Devatas are bewildered to see this pastime. Just by the blink of Krishna's eye, the sun, the moon, the Devatas and everybody are scared. Yamaraja, whom we all fear, even Yamaraja is fearful, not of Krishna. Yamaraja is fearful, even the name of Krishna is so fearful for Yamaraj. Just the name of Krishna, Yamaraja is scared. Just see. And that Krishna is now fearful of Mother Yashoda. So they are unable to digest this. How this Mother Yashoda is able to make Supreme Lord Krishna fearful? Even the fear personified is fearful of Krishna. And here Mother Yashoda is taking a stick and running behind. So this is an amazing pastime. And who can catch Krishna? And this Mother Yashoda is little hefty. You know, she is uh, from a village, Gokul. And she has eaten the best quality of milk and butter and ghee. And she is a little hefty. She is not like... Uh, you know, these modern people very lean and she is quite hefty and Krishna is lean and small boy, you know. It's difficult for her to run behind this small boy. He is very agile. And Krishna is running, looking behind and running, looking behind and running. And Mother is like, hey, wait Krishna, wait, don't run, wait, I am going to catch you and she is going here. Then after a while she couldn't catch Krishna. Who can catch Krishna? Just see. 
no no prabhu you are saying that madhureshwara was quite happy she was unable to run but maybe pt usha or if it was <laughs> usain bolt maybe they would have caught madhureshwara krishna no even they cannot catch krishna even the olympic uh, sprint runners cannot actually catch krishna because krishna within usain bolt and pt usha he is the one who is running and making them run so they cannot also catch krishna so now mother yashoda she started thinking oh what am i doing i am trying to catch krishna how is it possible he is not ordinary boy he is the supreme lord narayana she started thinking like that she forgot now that he is my son why she got unable to catch she started thinking oh it is the same krishna who killed putna he is the same krishna who actually killed trinavarta the same krishna who killed shakdasura he is the supreme lord narayana how can i catch him so she started thinking like that but just then when she was thinking krishna came very close to her as if you know she is just in a reach in a reach and then madhureshwara again she forgot and no oh, he is my child he is my son so she started running again so this is how madhureshwara goes behind this krishna and then catches krishna catches him you see now krishna uh, madhureshwara is very very angry also she saying that uh, how can you do this krishna is uh, fearful and now she is angry because she has, she has, he has broken all the butter pots and he destroyed everything so now in madhureshwara thought i will teach you this you have broken all the mother all the butter pots i am not going to leave you then she brings a little rope that was there in the courtyard and then she tries to bind krishna but when she does that the rope falls short two fingers two fingers short she is unable to do she thought okay maybe i need a little bit more she goes and brings some more rope from the courtyard and makes a ties a knot and then makes it a little bigger and then tries to bind krishna but then again it is falling two fingers short Somehow, she thought maybe if I get more rope, it will be possible. She bought all the rope that was there in the courtyard. She tied knots and tried binding Krishna, but she was unable because every time she tied knot, she tried to tie Krishna. It the rope was falling two fingers short. Then she thought, oh maybe my ropes are not enough. Let me go to the other gopi's house and get some more ropes. And she goes to the gopi's house. And now the gopi was all of a sudden uh, uh, she was surprised to see Mother Yashoda. So she said, "Oh, Mother Yashoda, every day I used to come to your home. Today you have come to my home. What's the news?" So Mother Yashoda said, "Dear gopi, uh, see you were right actually. Uh, every time you came to complain about Krishna, I never filed a complaint because thinking that my son is very uh, uh, sober." but now i know that he is not very sober so i have come to a decision that i want to uh, bind him today oh really you want to bind him so what do you need she said madhureshwara said uh, can you give me some rope because i want to bind him 
That Gopi was so happy. She thought, oh, what a fortune it is. I mean, if you are asking rope to bind Krishna, will I not give? She ran inside and she got all the rope that she had and she gave to Madhureshwala. Go, first go and you bind that Krishna. So, Madhureshwala bought this rope and then she tied this knot and tried again to bind Krishna. But still it is falling two fingers short. So, Madhureshwala is bewildered and she goes to so many other gopis and then she's trying to collect all these uh, ropes from the other gopis and you know in our Indian culture whenever you go to some other people's home then the ladies generally they give this kumkum and then they make this rent and you know she's going home to home and applying that kumkum and coming back and tying her she's tired now and still she's unable to bind Krishna it is still falling two fingers short you see so it is very interesting we should know this even Duryodhana wanted to tie Krishna when Krishna went to Hastinapura as a Shantidur to ensure that there is a compromise between the Pandavas and the Kauravas Duryodhana thought oh this is a good time Krishna is alone let me tie him but Krishna he couldn't tie Krishna you see here Mother Ishwara is also trying to bind Krishna and she is also unable to bind him. Then she again started thinking, oh, this is not my son. This is Narayana. This is the Supreme Lord. Again she started thinking that he is not my son. Another very beautiful uh, uh, explanation has been given by Vadiraja, a very great devotee and scholar from South India in the Madhva Parampara he says that whenever Mother Yashoda wanted to bind Krishna's belly you know the belly used to come forward just like when people eat a lot and when they sleep in the night you see when they are snoring their stomach it, it bulges out and again it comes down isn't it so like that Krishna's stomach belly was also bulging out when she tried binding him and then again when she left the rope, it was going inside. So what is this by the way? So Vadiraja very beautifully is explaining that all the retired Brahmas, Brahma, we know Brahmas. So Brahma, the retired Brahmas of many, many, many universes who have finished their Kalpas and they have finished all their Seva to Lord Krishna and Brahma, they are all in the belly of Krishna. And when they saw that this Mother Yashoda is binding Krishna, we have done so much of seva to Krishna, we couldn't bind him. And this Mother Yashoda, one gopi, this cowherd woman, she is trying to bind Krishna. If she binds Krishna, then it's a great insult for us. We should not allow this to happen. And then they were pushing Krishna's belly. Haishya, Haishya. And they were trying to push being in Krishna's belly so that she doesn't bind Krishna. So this is another explanation very beautifully Vajiraja says that how the Brahmas within the Krishna's belly they were actually pushing the belly of Krishna ahead. So now when she started thinking that this is not my son it is actually Krishna this supreme lord when she started thinking like that then immediately Krishna, seeing this love and devotion of uh, his mother, he said, My dear mother, you want to buy me? 
all right take this robe and find me and then she takes she takes this robe and then finds krishna so she was really surprised now when she tried binding krishna she was unable to bind but when krishna gave the robe she was able to bind so many times when we think we were devotees that oh i am doing so much of sadhana i am doing so much of chanting i am doing this tapas i am doing that pratha this pratha and now krishna has to appear in front of me no he is completely swarat and independent it is not that just by my sadhana i will do this much i will do that much charity and krishna has to appear in front of me no he has no such obligations to anybody no obligation absolutely independent he is completely independent only when he wants to get bound when he wants to appear in front of his devotees he will appear that is the complete supreme uh, authority of krishna you see and krishna said oh mother why do you have to get so much of rope to bind me all that you need is just a 3 inch rope if you want to bind me just a 3 inch rope is enough and what is this 3 inch rope gnana bhakti vairagya gnana bhakti and vairagya bhakti is there bhakti is very much there in all of us but we are missing gnana and vairagya the two corners so when we have a little bhakti that bhakti it should be supported with gnana and vairagya when this gnana vairagya and bhakti is there we develop these three things within us then krishna will be bound krishna will be bound by our devotion you see so this mother yashoda she has this wonderful gnana that it is the supreme lord but due to yoga maya she is thinking that oh this krishna is my son he is my dear son and definitely she gave up the attitude also that yes i cannot bind him that vairagya also came up many times this is what happens when you want to understand krishna with anger it is not possible it's not possible yeah badreshwara was angry when the butter pots were broken and it's difficult to understand krishna when we are angry people who are angry cannot meditate properly they cannot chant properly it's really difficult for them who uh, who are angry to meditate on the supreme lord it's not so easy so we should give up our false pride and ego and we should keep anger aside and then we will be able to see krishna and do sadhana properly so you see this mother yashoda with lot of love and devotion now binds krishna to a wooden mortar and then she says krishna you be here i have a lot of household things household chores i need to take care of them you be here and you not mind krishna said okay he said mother if just in this little courtyard if you can have so much of work and you are so busy i am the brahmanda nayaka <laughs> i am the universal maintainer what do you think i am so busy and i have so many things to do so you take care of your work i will take care of my work that is what krishna said so the moment mother yashoda left the courtyard now krishna was bound to this wooden mortar 
he started dragging this wooden mortar and this wooden mortar was quite heavy and while this wooden mortar was moving there were some gopabalas there they could see only the wooden mortar and krishna being so small was not seen to them there is a very interesting thing to know within this many times we think that in this material world things are moving but yes things are moving but because it is being moved by krishna although we don't see krishna directly but we should know that everything in this material world moves because krishna moves them so while this wooden motor was actually getting pulled it is krishna who was pulling it but people there the gopabalas were unable to see it and then this krishna somehow crawls and takes this wooden mortar between two yamalajana trees huge arjuna trees with the dead courtyard and then this mortar in between them he goes and this wooden mortar gets stuck between the two trees and then this little boy the supreme lord krishna just a little bit of mm, he does this mm, and that's all both these big trees they fall down and there emerges two beautiful effulgent personalities nalak kubera and manikriva who were the sons of kubera who were actually cursed by narada muni to become trees and he also had blessed them that only when krishna will come and he will liberate both of you so they were standing like trees because they had offended narada muni when narada muni was once passing by uh, in the nandana vana these emala uh, uh, this kubera son nalakubera and manikriva they were intoxicated and they were naked bathing in the river with so many other women and narada muni was passing by and both of them disrespected they did not even pay attention to narada muni the women they covered their bodies but this narada nalakubera and manikriva they stayed naked in front of narada muni and narada muni said this is an insult and narmuni said you have to be cursed and you will become trees and why why narmuni cursed them to become trees because they were not having any clothes so many people especially in the modern times they expose their body prabhupa says those who expose their body too much they will become trees in the next life <laughs> so you can warn people about this so we should not expose our body we are humans and as humans Uh, we have been uh, we have to be cultured but today people are losing that culture anyway coming back to this whole thing now this nalakubera and manikriva were fortunate and they were liberated by supreme lord krishna and that tumultuous sound because of the falling of the tree alerted everybody in gokul and nanda baba and yashoda maya immediately rushed and saw that yes krishna is uh, near the trees and is they tried to figure out why if he safe and everything so he was quite safe and they were really wondering how these two big trees fell all of a sudden and the gopabalas told oh it's krishna who actually pulled those trees down nobody believed them but then they all knew that this krishna is a very mysterious boy and he can do anything so this is the beautiful pastime in fact there are many more things that we can discuss about in this pastime but i also thought that we will sing damodarashtakam today since it's a damodara month and we already know the significance of damodara month 
uh, and I know some of you are already uh, singing the Damodar Astakam, but I also want to uh, sing today and all of you can also join, that will be really very nice.